Hey, what's going on? Is it? Hello, 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 hello. 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 Gosh, it's hello. hard. To, you need three people to do the hello, hello, hello. Oh, via yeah. Three Stooges? Yeah, yeah. You can't just Absolutely. Because you go, hello. Hello. Where's the other guy? Yeah, exactly. It's just disappointing. Yep. What do you do there? I don't know. Man, Ball that's why there were Three Stooges. dropped right at the beginning of the show. We tried. At least we've tried to open the show musically the past yeah. couple times we've done it. Oh, I always do. Did I wanted you, to. Did you do it last week when I was in here? Uh, when I was all by myself in here last week. Yeah, that was a sad week. We didn't Ooh. even record that week. It wasn't it was that just... sad. My girlfriend helped me through it. Thank you, Lila. Okay. You're the, you're the best. But It just seemed sad going into it because we were like, yeah, we've got another. We hadn't, Adam and I had another show that night. Right. Uh, an improv show. You did. We, we So we had a good Which reason guys for not killed. being here. I saw. Yeah, yeah. Good job. We did. Thank you. Yes. But you were, I remember we talked to you before the show and you seemed quite sullen and... Uh, I was afraid that you were you were sad about being, and I wanted you to record the show too, but uh, but you didn't want to bring the recorder. But it ended up being a good show. There's no up. there's no recorded evidence of it, so you could say it was a great show, and everyone would have to believe you, <laughs> except for the people who actually listened. It was fantastic. Good. Like I said, I had a little bit of an emotional meltdown at the beginning. Right. <laughs> okay. uh, I did. I was just scared, and like it was a new format to me. And I was all by myself in here. What I wanted to do, I wanted to start the show off by singing all by myself. And why but, didn't you? Mm, I don't know. I couldn't embrace it. But <laughs> yeah. uh, at the time, I don't know what else to say. But uh, but I uh, I talked to Leela and uh, we had a great little interview session. So that was awesome. But it was just funny because like, I started off like, what did I say? Like... Oh, I was like, so, Leela, what do you think about all this, uh, about the Confederate flag? <laughs> you know, just like the most, like, just broad. <laughs> just like at home. Yeah. Just like when you guys are in bed. Oh, yeah. I just <laughs> turned to her, so, Leela, what do you think about this whole Confederate flag nonsense? Exactly. Your thoughts. Your thoughts. <laughs> you hold a microphone in her face. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I was pretending for a moment that uh, I was Larry King and she was my, uh, <laughs> yeah, and that was fun. That was fun. I did a little Larry King voice, which I don't know if it's very good. Yeah. It's not really uh, very it's, good. It's different so, from your voice, which I think is enough. That's all. That's all an impression is. Just right. anything that's not your voice. I think you're right. That was a beautiful Don Adams you just did. Thank you. And that was very good, Steve Martin. I know. I tried my best. You just nailed Robin Williams right there. Boom, boom, boom. Three, that's, three in a row. That's a good Dave Chappelle, but I wouldn't do it in front of people. Okay, just you. And the listening audience. Okay. I think we've run this into the ground. That, wow. Oh, my gosh. Is that Bill Murray in front of me? That's amazing. That's my current day. That's my current day, Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> That's the gases escaping her body. <laughs> the recently exhumed. Oh. Oh. <laughs> what would she say? But you know, I could tell it was her. Norman. Yeah, exactly. Balloons. 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 Okay. All right. 
Boy, for all this is opposing media's fourth Golden Pond fans out there. Oh, oh we've estranged them all. <laughs> Goodbye, on Golden Pond fan the club. Only people who would appreciate that joke would be highly offended by it and would stop listening. Yep. 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 All right. And that huge section of the listening audience <laughs> is now gone. Seventy to ninety-year-old on Golden Pond bodega listeners, fishermen. We, yeah, we yeah. cut out a huge swath section swath of the what do you call that? The um, the uh, listenership. So we'd like to apologize to KWTF eighty-eight point one FM for estranging a big swath of the Catherine listenership Hepburn fan yes. club. Yes. Listeners. Yes, we're sorry, uh, but we want to remind you that this is KWTF 88.1 FM, KWTF.net. It is sponsor, uh, supported, I should say, by Stan Roy Music Center and a grant from the Redwood Justice Fund. KWTF relies on listener support and volunteers to stay on the air. You can set up a monthly donation or sign up to volunteer at KWTF.net. Are you talking to me? Uh, for you, I would say we are Opposing Media. You can check us out at opposingmedia.com. And uh, do we have any promos to get out of the way before we get the old fantastic third of the fourth extravaganza started here? I've got a show coming up next Friday, oh, yeah. uh, a live show at Redwood Cafe. Nice. Uh, Redwood Cafe, uh, it's going to be great. I'll wow, that's you are you just <laughs> sold un- it with, within, within three words. You you unsold the entire premise. It's going to be a Redwood Cafe. Sorry, Mike Redwood Olson Cafe is uh, good. it's Mike Olson's <laughs> show at the Redwood Cafe Comedy Night at the Redwood Cafe Friday, July tenth at eight thirty, featuring myself, Stephen Thomas, with Martin Marufo, Nick Hoffman, and headlining Mister Scott. Capuro. Uh, all three of those guys are very funny. And then I'll be there too. So we'll that see what happens. Even things out. Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. all about balance in a comedy show. Well, they're going to put me first. Oh. You know, so I'm the. Uh, so it only gets better throughout the show. I'm the finish your sandwich guy. Yeah. And finish, yeah. Wait, you know. finish your sandwich guy? Yeah, because they serve food there. That's what you call the first guy at a cafe comedy show. You call him the. You don't call him the opener. You call him the finish your sandwich guy because you perform. I got it. While they're so finishing their they're, sandwiches. They're chewing still, and they, they're not going to choke on anything while you're up. Because exactly. you're not making them laugh that hard, so they take their time, digest, and chew. It's safe, comedian, to finish your sandwich. Because <laughs> that's I not going to happen. I no picture way. you opening up for like a, a hospice in Florida or something, where yeah. it's just like a bunch of old people, and they're. I all picture myself chairs. opening up for a hospice yeah. in anywhere. <laughs> That'd be rad. That's, is that it's good dream? to know I'm not the only one, not the only one dying in here. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? That might have been yes, a little sir. too loud. I apologize to the listenership. I just saw the needle uh, I know so. break through the glass and wave its fist at me. So sorry. The ones about who that. are still listening that are on Golden Pond, Catherine Hepburn fans. Uh, Once again, estranged. Aids, please. Yeah. Not only do you make fun of the great Catherine Hepburn. You also damage my delicate hearing, (laughs) which in my advanced years is the only thing I have. Norman. That and my tabby cat. The loons are back, Norman. It's a cheap, it's a cheap joke, but we like it. 
Well, here's the thing: is like it's not exactly. All right. I've, it's I've not exactly untouched comedy. It's not some. It's not like it's we've struck touched. upon yeah. some Catherine hidden vein of People comedy gold. So. Catherine Hepburn since she she started. Ever so. since Catherine Hepburn opened her mouth, people have been making fun of her. And more and more ever since. Yes. Uh, no, here's the thing. So, I grew up. Um, this microphone. I grew up uh, admiring and studying the comedy of the generations that came before me. Correct. And in the 80s, there was, you know, a, some new stuff, a lot of like breakthrough stuff coming out, like, you know, uh, or that had just been coming out in the 60s, 70s, 80s. Yeah. But definitely not like tons of movies and tons of television. So, you know, going back, it was easier to go like, you know, I Love Lucy, The Marx Brothers, Three Stooges. Like you can put your your hands into some of the older generation stuff pretty easily because there's not as much out there to sort of for it to get buried underneath. Right. Uh, so it's like when you made jokes about Catherine Hepburn or something back in the 80s and 90s, you know, it was, uh, I, I guess my point is I used to make jokes that only my parents would appreciate. And now as a comedian, <laughs> there's not only like, I might as well throw all that stuff away because those people are going to be dead soon. And Ouch. nobody's going to know who the Three Stooges and the Groucho Marx and the Marx Brothers are after right. Right. After a certain period, if I mention the Little Rascals, what comes to anyone under the age of thirty-five's mind is the nineteen eighties, nineties television or the movie Disney movie or something. Right. They probably don't even recognize that it was based on old television. You know. Yeah. I, and that's maybe a, a judgment on my part. No, but I, I'm saying I that could be saying. a truism. Now is like, yeah. if if I reference stuff and I watch Family Guy, and Family Guy seems to be a way of informing this generation of the pop culture references that they're missing out on um, from all the past generations. It's like, it's it's giving you a quick, like, here's Knight Rider. If you don't know what Knight Rider is, right. wiki it, look it up, maybe right. watch an episode on YouTube or something, and bam, you're like, you're in. You you can now ex- appreciate any Knight Rider joke that has been made in the past 20 years of comedy, you know? Right. Um, and, and there's kids, I just, it amazes me at how much stuff there is to pop culturally and uh, just to absorb that's out there yeah. uh, for kids, you know? Yeah. If I was growing up in this day and age, like, I'd really have to be doing my research to get to the core of, like, vaudeville and uh, Catskills humor and, uh, you know, <laughs> right. Mel, Mel Brooks even, you know? He's, he's, I mean, he's still around. He's still produced stuff in the past 10 years. Right. But, and he's definitely someone who stands out as a legend and a classic and I'm sure that that name's thrown around and there are a lot of young folk who are exposed to it Sure, but it seems like something like that uh, it does become dated. We just watched uh, History of the World um, It becomes dated very quickly. I mean we didn't know um, who uh, who is the guy that uh, gosh uh, well you know like uh, Sid Caesar yeah. Like when oh, Sid Caesar's Sid name Caesar, right? was, well, but when his name was thrown around, even when I was a little kid, like it, it like, took who? me some research yeah, yeah, right. to, you know, Mel Brooks, I got no problem Yeah, because they played his movies on TV all the time and they right. were hilarious. And even though they were kind of older, they were still, were still somewhat a lot contemporary of too. A lot of like a lot yeah. of recycled television when you and I were growing up right. so that we, got, today's generation, like was all there was Will Ferrell film. and Adam Sandler movies and things like that. Are there kind of Mel Brooksish? Mm-hmm. Our Mel Brooksish stuff is for them. Will Ferrell, Adam, Adam Sandler, and you know, right? Uh, 
you know that that's and those movies all yeah. don't get too dated i think they don't place themselves in, like actually well i guess it depends on i how still love some adam sandler references. movies i mean the water boy Oh, was definitely. amazing. The golfing one was. Billy uh, Madison is yeah. Or excuse me, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Yeah, is, uh, just, I mean, yeah. I remember at the time moments. too. Like, like I remember I people that, making fun of me for liking it because people were trying to be, you know, like anti Adam Sandler. Yeah, in the beginning of the two thousands. Yeah, it was like term like dumb humor. Exactly. You're and like it, dumb and dumber. You had to watch like you had to watch a comedy that was made from an independent film company in right. order to like have well, any respect from your peers. You know, you're right, like, oh, I don't watch Adam Sandler movies because they're stupid yeah and i'd always fire back like but i love stupid comedy (laughs) like i'm sorry but i grew up on like lieutenant frank drebin and airplane and like you know like i'm sorry (laughs) that's you know and now i mean look at uh look at the humor that's out there there's stuff that's like at least some stupid humor yeah uh is smart about it (laughs) i mean there's there's uh there's a difference between somebody just doing stupid humor who is stupid and somebody playing stupid who's smart uh there's tons of examples of this steve martin his stand-up act was all him being an idiot Mm -hmm. but he's smart enough to understand what's funny about the things he's saying right um well somebody sometimes somebody will play a caricature right of either themselves or somebody else. Yeah, Will Ferrell is a prime example. He'll play this uh, very, I don't know if bellicose is the right word, but just really just like, you know, kind of just walks around owning the room and owning the situation, but being like intentionally like kind of braggart and like ignorant. things that are... Kind of braggart, but ignorant at the same time. Anchorman's a perfect example of of him delivering lines where it's like, I obviously am smart enough to understand what is so stupid about this this line I'm delivering. I I wish I had some Anchorman quotes in front of me right now, but it's like a lot of them are like, the joke is that nobody is that stupid to say that confidently uh, to a group of people expecting them to respect him for what he's doing he's saying right yeah the assumption is that he's painting it in you know in a clear enough way that your audience accepts what's going on they know he's not willfully that ignorant yeah willfully right. that's that the joke stupid or else that would be literally quite offensive right and that's i guess amy schumer's defense with her recent kind of her uh, flack that she's been joke, getting right. for being an extremely racist woman right <laughs> Very racist woman, bad woman. Right? Yeah, she should learn her lesson. She should. Um, she should be nice. That that thing's crazy. I love Tell Amy Schumer. Boring jokes. I've recently really gotten into Inside Amy Schumer, and I've found it to be one of the most consistent and funny and well thought out, well presented hmm. um, sketch comedy shows that I've I've ever seen. Like, nice. I, and I've I grew up on Saturday Night Live. I love Kids in the Hall. I love the State. I love a lot of stuff. I've I've watched. A lot of other groups that I have or haven't, you know, found funny at times. But Amy Schumer's show is very consistent. And right. the, the sketches, whether they're written by her or her writers or uh, or all of them, uh, I'm sure she's got a good group of writers on that show. But it seems like every sketch is tackling some topic of the idiocy that occurs in our society today and white privilege and uh, people feeling entitled. And it seems like she really combats a lot of the the hypocrisy that we have in our day-to-day life with every single sketch, it seems like. Right. She had one where, um, it was just recently she had one where it was a, 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 a training session. She was, she was, um, 
it's not going to be as good if I describe it. But and I've already set it up terribly. Never mind. Anyway, she, no, she's training men to how to how to deal with their women when they're being passive aggressive or difficult. And so it's like a you know a CIA training or something, right? And she's like, okay, when how to deal with women, when, right? She <clears throat> has like a man and a woman step up, and they've obviously right. been training for months. And the woman says, like, uh, the woman just stares at the guy, and she goes, like, what do you do? Why is she staring at you? What do you do? And the guy right. reacts, you know, uh, either appropriately or inappropriately appropriately right. for the exercise. You yeah, know? yeah. So, uh, that you sounds know. hilarious. It's great. And yeah. it's just like, uh, you know, the, the woman's uh, on her period. What are you supposed to do? Like, how do you how do you react? <laughs> and uh, she says something. He says, uh, hey, honey, you know, um, I understand that you're angry at me. And, like, I just want to tell you, like, uh, your, your therapist said that you should communicate more. So, you know, feel free to communicate. You have, right. don't have to do it right now. But yeah. I love you and I'm here for you. Yeah. And then the woman just sort of like this stern look on her face sort of turns and then like the camera pans away for a second and Amy Schumer says that was very good that's exactly what you should do look at her now and she's like curled up in a ball in a doggy bed like sleeping and she's like <laughs> look at how docile that made her now she's fine you know um, you know no, women can never go against the advice of the therapist and stuff like that so right. um, but really funny premise kind of like I, I, I don't know how to describe it I just I think her stuff is very well informed and it's it's silly and it's it's putting everybody under the under the um, under the gun. Um, yeah, well, the, I mean, so her comment, although it, it reinforces well, the, the big a thing is that is that she's like this this article uh, on Vox. Uh, they're talking about uh, why is everyone talking about Amy Schumer and racism? Uh-huh. Uh, there's a lot of current chatter about Schumer, her comedy, and how she addresses the issue of race has to do with a lengthy statement she posted to Twitter <clears throat> on Sunday. And uh, she writes, uh, I so am. The joke was to maybe paraphrase it I used to date Latin guys, but now I prefer consensual sex. Right. Right. Right, 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 right. And so she says, I am a comic. I am so glad more people are laughing at me and with me all of a sudden. I will joke about things you like, and I will joke about things you aren't comfortable with, and that's okay. Stick with me and trust I am joking. I go in and out of playing an irreverent idiot. That includes making dumb jokes involving race. I enjoy playing the girl who, time to time, says the dumbest things possible. And and So, yeah, I mean... You get the gist. Uh, trust me, I am not a racist. Yeah. I am a devout feminist and lover of all people. And that's all fine. And I like, it's just, uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's a lot of time wasted on people really going out of their way. I, you know what? It's probably just the current atmosphere right now. Mm-hmm. What with like a extreme racist driven attack, right. you know, mm-hmm. that you're going to have people just... On super on high sensitivity mode, totally. You know, and and I don't knock people for the Confederate flag thing. I think that's great. I think we should take them all down and build a sew a big quilt of hate out of them <laughs> and stretch the quilt. Get the the entire U.S. Yeah, I don't know what what do you do with the quilt of hate? Where do you take it that it would comfort? You, but it's a quilt of hate, so it comforts of the nobody. Atlantic Ocean. You put it on a giant pole and you make the biggest <laughs> flag ever. <laughs> What is this? What is the statement there? Hate gets no land. There's no. The country of hate does not exist. (laughs) See, that's pretty. See, and you heard it first here on opposing media. Wow. Yeah. Well, Well, we're trying to solve major issues like racism one major issue at a time, and we just cured racism. So, because that's what we're gonna do with the big. Do we set the flag on fire? 
No, well, yeah, I guess. Right? There's such a, a mob atmosphere of just like, get it out of here right now. Mm-hmm. And to call it a mob atmosphere even makes you sound like you're against it. Isn't that funny? Like, even if I call it yeah. a mob atmosphere, right now, the fishermen in Madega are like, I don't know if Stevie's a racist or not. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just because I called it a mob atmosphere. It, that's what it is. It is like a mob atmosphere. Right now. It's not mob, but it's like... Quit a, saying it. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a mob thought, I should say. You know it's, what I mean? Like, a, But it's for a, a, a good cause. Because, again, like that would suck if you had to you know, drive down the street and well, look every day mob. at something that you know reminds you of the subjugation of your ancestors. I love so, a good mob. I hate bad mob. This is a good mob. When it's a bad mob, you stay away. <laughs> but when it's a good mob, you join in. I guess my Whatever point is that... <laughs> follow the good mob. That's always been my advice. Look for the mob that's heading in the good direction. Oh, that's a good mob you if got they there. They got torches and they're pointing them at flags that you don't like. <laughs> that's a good mob there. Stick with that one. Yeah. Speaking uh, of... Um, Speaking of racism, Shia LaBeouf. Why? <laughs> no. No? Why? There's nothing that about... That doesn't... There's nothing about him that's racist that I can Shoot. see. Okay. That's a bad, bad transition. I actually had something else on racism to bring up. Uh, oh, no. Go ahead. But I've forgotten it because... It's opposing media's favorite LaBeouf. new topic. Yeah, I know. Well, we're going to solve it. That's why. <laughs> right. We'll figure it out today. Yep. Here in this hot, today's hot topic. little booth. Today's fun topic, racism. Yeah. Well, we're going for the throats of conservative America's uh, leading talk show hosts. So, I mean, like Mike Savage, mm-hmm. Rush Shock Limbaugh. Radio. Yeah. Well, guys that are out on the leading edge of uh, conservative thought and opinion, we are here to... Um, you have, be, be their competition. Yeah. And so we'll take on huge, huge issues like race and just make these giant sweeping... Generalizations. That will, in effect, solve the problem. Excellent. We'll, yeah. we'll be... Like the new- a quilt of hate flying on a giant flagpole the over middle? the middle of the Atlantic Ocean mm-hmm. because racism doesn't get a country. Yep. Boom. Set that on fire and burn it and yeah. drop your mic oh is that your flag is that your national flag why don't you go to your country in the middle of the atlantic ocean hope you can swim <laughs> or dog paddle you <laughs> filthy racist <laughs> you're officially a shock jock now i think we both are because you just said that now am i a shock jock or not the lines are open call in now yeah. <laughs> call in now the lines are the jeff goldblum light is blinking <laughs> off the hook the Jeff Goldblum light is blinking off the. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it like Joe Kroll. I should try to get a hold of Joe Kroll, our foreign correspondent. Uh, or you need. I'm going to try to really quick. It's going to take me just a minute. I I would wonder. I was wondering if in that time, if you could take over the helm and talk about anything. I've got something. So was it Shia LaBeouf? Can you pretend as a Shia LaBeouf rampant? Racist Confederate flag you're supporter. You're getting all confused. <laughs> now, now you're officially a shock jock because you're confusing your facts and spouting off. Uh, I blended all the defense. I blended all the day's topics together. Today's topics: Fourth of July for Shia LaBeouf, the racist Confederate flag burner <laughs> who actually liked Jurassic World. <laughs> wow, that's a great show right there. I want to hear that topic, not all of those separately. Uh, no, I just saw a video the other day that was of uh, a woman who had gone through the South asking if people were racist, more racist in the South. Um, 
And anyway, she got some very interesting responses. This was uh, on AJ sure. Plus with Dana Takuri. Um, and yeah, the in- the interesting responses were just what you'd expect. All the all the racists seem to believe that segregation was where it was at back in the day, and everybody yeah, got along fine. Um, and that is probably not true. Anyway, Stephen's on the phone with his girlfriend right now. Um, Shia LaBeouf, since he asked me to bring that up, uh, did that inspirational video. It's very funny. You should watch it if you never have. Uh, and if you have, uh, then you should probably green screen him into your wedding video, because that would be great. Um, do we have a Joe Kroll on here? Uh, do we have a Joe Kroll on here? Uh, I, oh, I wow. hear people. Oh, wow. I hear you. That's a first. I mean, not in my life, but... Joe, are you there? Joe, hello? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, good. Well, hopefully the can audience hear can hear Joe? you, too. I could for a second. Now I can't. Okay. There's a way to solve that. Oh, good. Okay, how's that? I can't. Well. Oh, now I hear him. Oh, there he is. Okay. Hey, Joe. Yes. How's it going? Joe Kroll, our foreign war correspondent. Tell us, Joe, how things are going in uh, in war-torn Pakistan. Well, Stephen, there's a lot of shells. <laughs> there's a lot of gunfire. <laughs> there's a lot, and they're everywhere. I can tell from the tone of your voice that you're beleaguered and in a foreign country. Yes, but by shells, I mean, um, you know, uh, uh, puka shells, like those necklaces. Oh, yeah, those uh, are nice. I, I'm, I'm not there. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in Southern California. Oh, well, that's much better. So, yeah. how is the situation as you see it in Pakistan, Southern California? <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's, it's not bad. Tensions are high. Um, I don't know why I'm using this voice, though. It's because (laughs) you're, you're a foreign war correspondent, and that's your voice. (laughs) Yeah, is that, that's what they have to talk about. Exactly. No, nobody talks like, you know, um, uh, Sally Jesse Raphael when they're, I mean, nobody talks like Sally Jesse Raphael. They have to convince the audience that they're beleaguered, so they can't just be like... Well, I don't know. Right, right now we're at the Hilton. Uh, we're yeah, waiting right. on a press conference. Order sandwiches, okay? <laughs> you know, like right. they have to be like, I can barely hear you, as you can tell yeah. from the way that I'm talking. <laughs> I've just been dodging a lot of gunfire, yeah, exactly. and I saved three babies from a hospital that was on fire. There is an old woman yeah. strapped to my back. <laughs> yes, Stephen, I'm covered in pop tarts. <laughs> I've been laying in bed watching TV all morning. <laughs> Pop tarts. Pop tarts, of course, the local currency here. <laughs> Having replaced the drachma. Yes, uh, Netflix is really good right now, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So, uh. I, I've been watching Vikings on Hulu. Really good show. <laughs> uh, is that actually any good? I've been wondering about it. Oh, Vikings is awesome. Really? There's a lot of Vikings yeah. on it. I, I kind of like Vikings. Well, you should like this show then. It's in a totally non. What do you call it? Homeopathic way? <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, uh, me, me and Vikings have a platonic relationship. <laughs> I just, I can't. I, aren't 
no, that's like He-Man, I guess. Never mind. Are you Go attracted ahead. to He-Man? Well, yes, of course. Well, who isn't? Yeah. Right. How could you not be attracted to He-Man? <laughs> we all had a plastic figurine of a very well-muscled and sometimes oiled man <laughs> in our room that we would play with. The man has an 18-pack. <laughs> he does. He does. He's got, like, where his pecs and his pecs should be are, like, the top of his abs. And then he's got gianter pecs on top of those <laughs> that double for the top half of his body. Yeah. He, he has, like, like pack-suction. Like, yeah. They, they just, the further I... you focus in, there's more pack. <laughs> the deeper you go, the more pack there is. Fold upon fold of pack. It's a six-pack within a six-pack. <laughs> like a dream within a dream. Uh, I, I actually had a, I, I had a He-Man that I brought to school in second grade, and somebody else had brought a G.I. Joe. Uh-huh. And uh, they were trying to show me how cool the G.I. Joe was with his gun and everything, and I was like, I held up the He-Man right next to the G.I. Joe, and I was like, yeah, but look how much bigger mine is. Like, he could just destroy you, right? And the kid... But he doesn't have a gun. The kid backed his G.I. Joe away from the He-Man, also, like, kind of awkwardly, like... Don't get him too close. He's just wearing underwear and a sword. <laughs> I don't want my figure to touch your figure. Yeah, because every other figure had like a full uniform. Or all this. He-Man had like fur, spe- fur, fur speedos. Yeah. Uh, fur, fur speedos, matching fur boots, mm-hmm. uh, a bracelets, and, a, <laughs> and a sword. Yeah, sword and a belt. Yeah. Yeah. I just picture you as a young kid outmanning the other kid with the G.I. Joe. I figure it's the size of He-Man's leg. How about that? <laughs> That's, that was my thought. I was just like, look at how much bigger he is. He could destroy G.I. Joe. He could step on him. <laughs> He's such a man. He's he could He could squish G.I. Joe between his breasts. <laughs> G.I. Joe's like one of He-Man's children. <laughs> so, Joe, uh, uh, what have you got to talk about? What topics did you come up with for today? Yeah, did you catch all our hot gold we were pouring out earlier? <laughs> well, I... Uh, Don't you laugh. <laughs> the Amy Schumer yeah. thing or whatever? Uh-huh. We were trying to uh, tackle race. <laughs> huh? We were trying to tackle race. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, uh, like I was watching her, I guess whatever her her racist joke was about Latinas or something like that. Yeah, Latinos, yeah. yeah. And like, it's so mellow that it's really like sad that this even comes up. Like on on the scale of racist jokes, it's so mediocre and... Right, well the controversy is... I can't believe there's even an issue about it. Well, it's reinforcing a stereotype, a stereotype that Latino men are, are rapists. rapists. I mean, that's basically, if you came right. down to it, it's like the joke is, I, I used to date Latino men, but now I prefer consensual sex. Well, and also Donald Trump just like labeled uh, illegal Mexican immigrants as thieves and rapists. Right, yes. So it could be that the current atmosphere at the time isn't helping it. Mm-hmm. And you've just got these like oversensitive internet trolls that are trying to put two and two together however they can. Right. Kind of, you know, like, well, I bet people would react to the, oh yeah, you yeah, know. People would check my blog out if I said, you know, right. if I pointed out to you the fact <laughs> that this is... racism so hot right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's a hot... <laughs> right. Clickbait. Exactly. 
It's a hot button, hot button clickbait issue. So, and that's um. Victor Egan's doing that. Like, no, Amy, you know, Latino racism really big right now. We want to get you up there on Twitter. <laughs> Could you just repost the joke about twenty times? <laughs> Could you just add to the joke? You know, like they're rapists. Yeah. <laughs> Just add, just so everyone's clear about how much of a racist you are. Can you say my? Could you just say minorities instead of Latinos? Like that might, that might actually that'll double, that'll double the response at least. Um, we don't want to focus on anyone, especially the Jews. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So what? What do you think? I mean, so she 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 should get a pass. Because it's comedy. Like, if you look at South Park, South Park attacks yeah. everyone equally on both sides. Therefore, they attack them. With an intelligent critique. Right. Behind it. And as, as I mean... Not always, but, like, there not is... Always. Generally, there's some angle that they're playing on... Uh, I think they're very centrist. It seems like, ultimately, like... Yeah. Because I've seen episodes where it's like, I don't agree with that 100%. Like, I think that's actually a good thing that people do that. And then they show both sides of it pretty evenly and be like, yeah, yeah like, well, too much of anything is a bad thing. And you can go too far in any direction, like... I think with the Amy Schumer thing, it's just the current atmosphere. And also, you know, if you're going to be, like, a successful comedian, you're going to be telling a lot of jokes. Right. And Look, you can't exactly... Yeah. Right? Like, exactly. How can she not get in trouble? Right. Exactly. How is it that in the, it's like my favorite word, but in the atmosphere that uh, Lisa Lampanelli kind of created, how right. is this woman getting that only joke because. Seems like it's straight out of her wheelhouse. Like, yeah. in fact, the first thing I thought when I read that whole thing about Amy Schumer was like, that sounds like something Lisa Lampanelli would throw out very, very easily. And I've always had yeah. a problem with Lisa Lamp Lampanelli personally because it seems like that's all she, she leans very heavily on that material. Yes. And and that's the joke, and that's her shtick, and that's her gag. Right. And I don't like it. I don't like. Right. I don't like mass amounts. That's a lot more overt. Right. Yeah. Whereas Amy Schumer, who's de generally got a good critique on on uh, feminist views and and uh, you know our, our male dominated society and and uh, yeah. you know she's got a lot of really informative and stupid characters that she plays too. Yeah. It's got takes smart to play dumb really well. I think that yeah. was my point. So yeah. she's just playing dumb with that statement. Yeah. Who knows? Lisa Lampanelli. She's is a like white girl. She's smarter. a white girl of privilege, and she needs to. Die. She knows it. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Obviously, she. You should take everything she says at face value. Joe, are you still there? <laughs> I just was gonna say. That. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Spatlock talks a lot. Uh, we need to switch up topics here. Um, Did you see Jurassic World, Joe? What? Did you no, see? No, I have not seen Jurassic World. I'm well, actually going to go see it this week. Uh huh. Um, all if you, if you're looking for me, I'll be that lonely person on Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> in the movie theater. In the matinee with the three-year-old next to you, and the best way to see a movie. <laughs> Why would I sit next to? A <laughs> Just because that's the kind of guy you are. You know what I like to do? I like to go. You're really enjoying this argument. <laughs> that's a big dinosaur, isn't it? <laughs> I saw the original. It was better. You <laughs> give me your popcorn. <laughs> give me your popcorn. You're just a big bully. <laughs> <laughs> punch his dad out. Yeah. 
Um, no, that's yeah. a perfect time to go. It's a perfect time to go see a movie. I like to go to a movie nice alo- alone theater, like, in the early afternoon. I like to be the guy that does that and mm-hmm. like orders a coffee. You know, nice. just, I didn't know they serve coffee at movie theaters. It sucks. It's gross. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's from the back. It's actually from their storeroom that they yeah. order gross, cheap coffee and popcorn. <laughs> just a small popcorn, light butter. Light butter, lots of salt. Put some cheddar flavoring on top. Do you, do you have, have yeast? From last week. <laughs> do you have the brewer's yeast? Give me no. the stuff on the bottom. <laughs> I like more seeds. Can you give me more seeds? Uh, so, yeah, uh, I, I was just going to say Jurassic World was not a great movie, but it was not a terrible movie. Oh, so you saw it? Yeah, I saw it. So how are you not going to ruin it for us right now? I'm not going to ruin it by okay. saying that it's not... It's not terrible, and it's exactly probably what you expect and want from it. But yeah. that's not necessarily that you don't expect it to be better than the first one. Like, there's yeah. nobody that's going to go in, hopefully, with that expectation. But all you can hope is it's not as bad as a second one. I have and one expectation. It's definitely expectation. not as bad as a second one. Okay. I have one expectation that I'd like you to verify. And I don't think it'll spoil anything. It was, I saw uh, online some little blurb, and I didn't read into it because I still want to go see the movie. But it was something about Chris Pratt doing some sort of dance with like some dinosaurs or whatever. And I was just thinking, I was just wondering, does Chris Pratt bring a level of kind of cutesy adorableness, funny guy BS to the point where you get a little nauseous of him? No, in fact, they. I think they... Because sometimes when I look at him, I get nauseous he's just from that. Right. He's definitely got it. But I like his work. He's... Okay. <laughs> sometimes it makes me nauseous, but I appreciate the man's work. Uh, Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, it's... I think it's about the right level. It's not It's not even that much of it. It's just enough. And, you know, yeah. it's mainly in the romantic... You know, he's got a romantic interest in the, you know, like a love-hate thing going. They're stuck together kind of thing going on with, uh, uh, with another researcher and anyways huh. um but uh, it's not really that great or that interesting and like they don't dwell on it too much until you know towards the end or something so mm. i i don't think it's overt sure and he's definitely like he pulls off charming action hero guy better than a lot of other guys probably could have and he's not like just straight action hero. yeah he just bugged me sometimes in Gal- Ga- <laughs> guardians of the Gal- galaxies of the guardians supposed to be just sort of <laughs> Uh, now I can't say it. Guardians of the Galaxy is, mm-hmm. is all just kind of silly. No, I know it is, know, and I get it. Stuff, right? I know it was just like by the end of it, it got like a little nauseating, like with the tape that his mom made him or whatever. Oh, right. Well, like, whatever. Just that little cutesy script. little stuff like That's that. Just in the like... script, <laughs> you have a problem with the script, not with Chris Pratt. No, it's yeah, Chris exactly. Pratt. It's no. him. Yeah. It's just how he put the cassette tape into the tape recorder, and I don't like to admit to jealousy a lot. <laughs> That's what this is. We we got into the root of the problem. You're jealous. You want to be Chris Pratt. If I can't be him, (laughs) if I can't have him, no one can have him. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, he should get a restraining order on Stephen Thomas. And for sure, uh, you should see Jurassic World while it's on a big screen, because that's probably the only way you'll really enjoy it. And you should answer my calls, Mr. Pratt. Return my calls. <laughs> Christopher. I, I know you Christopher. Heard, I know you got my message. <laughs> we um Hey Joe, what are you doing down there for Fourth of July? Woo Um I am going to go uh see some fireworks. Nice. 
Is that, that what they do down like... there in Pakistan? <laughs> in, yes, Pakistan, <laughs> California. <laughs> nice. Wow. So what uh, kind of fireworks are you going to see? <laughs> this is a Red good ones, blue ones, big ones, small ones, like loud ones, quiet ones. Do you have any fireworks? No, I, I like what? <laughs> Hello? Hello? Yes, how can I help you? I'm going to go see fireworks if I can, too, if I'm not working tomorrow night. Half of America, I would venture to say three quarters of America is going to go out and see fireworks tomorrow yeah. night. Yeah. I'm going to stay home. Really? Yep. I don't like the loud noises. You like you like a dog? <laughs> yeah. You just have to lock yourself in. I'm going to lock myself at home and give myself and a tranquilizer <laughs> so that I don't bay at the sky until three in the morning. Oh, jeez. As I am wont to do when, you know, America has to celebrate her freedom by blowing a bunch of trash up into the sky that we just have to clean up the next day. <laughs> I did see a great thing at the end of the Daily Show for yesterday because uh, I watched it on Roku, so I, I have to wait till the next day. But uh, uh-huh. the moment is end thing, uh, yeah. it, they were showing a safety video and it was like this mannequin standing directly over a firework and it exploded and it just destroyed the mannequin's head. <laughs> <laughs> And it did. It was a moment of zen. I was like, ah, oh, I feel better. Well, you were telling me today you worked on fireworks in 2007, 2008, didn't you? That's right. Worked on a fireworks show or what? 2007, I was on a pyrotechnic crew um, that did a fireworks show in Marina del Rey uh, off of a barge over the water. Neat. Yeah, it's great. It was a, it was a pretty cool experience. Uh, I, uh, they had a tugboat that pulled the barge from L.A. Harbor to Marina del Rey. Mm-hmm. And once we were all lashed up and, and had everything set up, one of the guys on the tugboat uh, started fishing off the side of the boat. And then he went up to get dinner. And as he walked away, I was like, hey, could I borrow the fishing pole? And he was like, go for it. So I started fishing off the edge of the boat. And um, I screwed up his rod and reel and everything and i i ended up like back reeling the the line so that it got all tangled up Uh in the little spinny part Uh because i know what i'm doing and so then i tried furiously to like fix it before he came back out and he came back out and he's like hey how's it ah what'd you do (laughs) and as it was like one of the most unmanning uh experiences of my life because that whole day I felt like quite the man. <laughs> I had ridden a barge across the Pacific Ocean. And then... From L.A. Harbor to Marina Del Rey. I saw dolphin pods go by as I, drank, as I drank beer. As oh. I sat there drank, be, drinking beer. Dolphins and beer. There's nothing on, that goes back. On a barge that was laden with firework, laden with explosives, being pulled through the Pacific. It was awesome. It's like the manliest thing. And then... Exactly. And then in one And single, I smoked crazy wow dangerous, right right all those Beer, things cigarettes and yet fireworks all on the same barge but the guy dolphins. but the fisherman on the tugboat was a lot taller than me uh-huh <laughs> and he just looked so swarthy <laughs> and then he looked at your pathetic little knotted oh my god it was brutal and you were completely emasculated i was i was it was brutal i, I looked at him and i was like i'm no chris pratt 
forget it. And and since then, Chris Pratt has been taunting you in almost every single movie. Oh, because he's quite the angler. Face, how cute. As he always says in all his interviews. <laughs> I am quite the angler. We're quite the angler. Never I don't know if you guys know. Never tangled a line in my life. That's never, like his catchphrase. Never back reeled a line before, that's for sure. <laughs> like some stupid rookie. Yep. But it was still cool. We shot fireworks off of the barge and, uh, you know. Yeah, one of them exploded about six feet above the barge. So we just got showered. Like, I had a firework explode, like, right in front of me, basically. That was pretty amazing. Neat. Yeah. So I don't need to go to your firework shows anymore. I'm done. (laughs) I'm not. I'm no Chris Pratt. (laughs) I'm no Chris Pratt. I'm retired from fun. Joe, what's uh, what's your most emasculating um, story? Oh, hey. Nice transition. Eh? Not really. No? This is a pretty mean question, oh. actually. Well, I figured you could ask me, but I was hoping you wouldn't, but go ahead. <laughs> What's your most emasculating moment? <laughs> when have you felt most like a little girl? <laughs> yes, do tell. Can you think of one? I'll, I'll, I'll think of one while you think of one. I, th- I think my moment was uh, when I was born. And the doctor said, it, it's a boy. It's kind of a boy. It's a child. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's yeah. a baby. Thanks to that split second decision making of your parents and uh, the surgical team that was prepared mm-hmm. at the time. He obviously worked out okay. Going, <laughs> Clever girl. Clever girl. Uh, yeah, my most emasculating experiences have all been in the bedroom, so I'm not going to go into any of them. Ouch. <laughs> wow. Every every second I'm outside of a bedroom, I am 100% a man, but inside the bedroom, just all goes downhill. <laughs> Your whole body not every time. Down. Sometimes I carry over the manliness into the bedroom, but, but at least halfway through, almost every time, I just start shrieking like a girl. Sure. Uh, wow <laughs> you know i miss adam why <laughs> i'd like to think of him as kind of the restraining <laughs> he'll bring it back yeah, like yeah. He, i feel like we go pretty far afield when he's not here to hurt us back in um which is fine i think that we need we need to be more relaxed sometimes I think you're right. I think, uh, you know, going out in the ether and coming up with comedy off the top of our heads like today, you know, we just didn't prepare anything really. And now, A couple like, of seat of their great, pants pilots yeah, here. Yeah, listen to how great the show is right now. I mean, it's... Uh, it's gold, baby. It is rolling uh, with <laughs> comedy. Hey, Joe, did you see that Shia LaBeouf uh, thing? Yeah, the green screen motivational photo... Uh, Speech. Oh, the, the motivation thing? Yeah. You've seen that, uh, right? Yeah. Um, he told me to just do it. Yeah, multiple times. Was that a joke or was that for real? <laughs> I, I, But I didn't really, I mean, like, I didn't take too much, you know, inspiration from the dude that didn't make it to Transformers for more. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. For the dude who... Who, who just couldn't do that. 
So. Do you do you blame him for uh, the Indiana Jones franchise just being like nobody wants to touch it anymore? Like, please don't touch it anymore. Like, do you think he's the reason, or was it just it was a collaborative effort on everyone's part to ruin that movie? Because I feel like maybe he gets blamed for it, and maybe he's responsible, but maybe it's just the movie. I don't know. Um. Well, I mean that uh, he's he's not good. <laughs> yeah, um, I still have yet to see something in him in something where I'm like, wow, that was powerful. Like, but Transformers, like the I watched the first one, and I was like, wow, yeah, how could he commit to that? Like, how could he say that line like that? Like, how could things? I, I don't know. It just felt the whole movie felt off and wrong and weird to me. But yeah. I, no, I never it, know whether to blame the actor or the director and the writer. I, mean, I he blame seems like he's trying. I but. blame Shia. He always had yeah. this like hurried, almost coked out kind of Nervous feeling to him. Twitchiness. Yeah. Yeah. He was always just like, "What, Dad? Okay, Dad, that's great. Okay, but like yeah. he was always out of breath no matter what. Right. Every but single scene, shtick. he was that out of breath. Like that's his like comedic <laughs> shtick. Like he's kind I guess. of like funny because he's cute, nervous dude or something. Like yeah. I assume maybe that girls go for that he's attractive and he's also kind of like well you gotta do something to compensate for a name like that yeah i guess you're right although having a name like matlock i've had to compensate for that a lot in my life and not at all what are you talking about well your name's not shia labeouf your name's matlock zumsteg you command respect when you walk into a room whereas shia labeouf shia labeouf yeah hey labeouf She, uh, I would suspect cross-dressing right away with a name like that. Mm -hmm. And there's no reason not to. Because, again, I'm trying to compete with conservative talk show radio hosts. I suspect everyone of cross-dressing and rape. Now, now a name like Chris Pratt. That guy. What a liar. (laughs) Obviously a liar. False... Ah, emotionless. I, I can't wait till he has his fall. <laughs> this is the poor Chris Pratt. Sorry, Miss Anna Ferris. You're gonna have to raise that baby alone. Is he with Anna Ferris? Yeah. Oh, I they're having a yeah. they're having a baby together. Huh. I know everything about him. Wow. Chris you Pratt. You know all the Pratt love. I do. This podcast will be evidence in court about six to nine months from now when. I am inevitably caught. <laughs> <laughs> this will be used as evidence. This will be used. Be like this very podcast will be used as evidence against me against me when I get caught for stalking uh, Mr. Christopher Pratt, who yeah. lives at five four six nine Escondido <laughs> Way in Malibu, California. <laughs> Now, uh, Stephen Thomas... Uh, I'm watching you, Mr. Pratt. Stephen Thomas, uh, <laughs> we have this recording from uh, July 3rd, 2015. It was a goof! <laughs> it was a goof! And why were your fingerprints found all over the scene? I can't... I, yeah, I love Chris Pratt. That's a great Christopher Walken impression you're doing right now, sir, but I have to say... Thank you. <laughs> was that just a George Burns? That was amazing. I work on them in my spare time. I've never heard anyone do a Howie Mandel impression so well. Well, it's a gift. Wow, Dustin Hoffman, it's like he's in the room with me. I know. <laughs> I know. Earlier in the show, Joe, we were talking about how all impressions are are doing any voice other than your own. 
This is all bad. This is all bad. Uh, yeah, right. Aren't you glad that you joined us? Anyways, um, thanks, Joe. Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna let you go, Joe. Why? <laughs> we're letting you go. Sorry, we thought we'd call you up on the show just to let you know you don't have to come in next show. <laughs> <laughs> No, but just, uh, uh, we called you for the radio just to let you let you know you're out of opposing. <laughs> We're pranking everybody in opposing media by calling them and firing them until there's nobody left. So. I'm sorry, kid. You're out of the picture. You didn't cut it. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna end up just with Steven on the air. The rest are dead. <laughs> I finally have the place to myself. <laughs> No more, no more votes that have multiple hands raised. Just right. me. I make all the decisions. That's right. No now let's see if we can get Mr. Pratt on the line again. <laughs> you just call call Leela and complain about Chris Pratt, and then you call you try and call Chris Pratt. That's the entire show every week. I he saw the way you were looking at him when we watched that movie, and I don't like it. You made us watch the movie. It was the twentieth time we've watched Guardians. Of the galaxy yeah but you see that look on his face when he's putting the cassette tape in the player it's so false <laughs> so false someone needs to call him on his crap <laughs> you know i just think being smug <laughs> i just think walking around being smug should be doled out in little doses it's a really cheap maneuver in films when people act smug you know seriously though people... seriously though, that's all he does that's yeah all he does is walk around acting smug yeah it's all right guys because hey <laughs> i hate him so much <laughs> <laughs> he like got real for a second i was like wait you actually do have a really like that smugness, man, just cuts me right to the core. You like that? Or I like, yeah. I looked at you like, seriously, Matt Lockett is like super smug. All <laughs> well, I believed you. And I was like, you know, I thought back on every time I've seen him. I'm like, well, he's pretty smug. Like, right. He does have smugness. Oh, my gosh. Like that's, it's a charming smugness. Like he's trying I to guess. be charming and like, hey, like we're in, you're in on the joke. I'm we know what on. else is charming is our fountains, but I can't stare at them all day. <laughs> but yet Chris Pratt makes me stare at him every day. <laughs> pretty much. For the Permeates. The media, the news, everything is omnipresent. <laughs> I have pictures of him all over my walls. Because he wants me to. Because <laughs> he won't stop. He just won't stop. Smug face. You just go to bed staring at a smug face on your ceiling. You're just like saying obscenities under your breath. Look at you, Dave. <laughs> Fall asleep hating him, wake up hating him. Uh, okay, well, I'm gonna go. <laughs> we want to hey, thank Joe, our uh, gracefully. We want to thank our foreign war correspondent Joe Kroll down there in Pakistan, Southern California. Thank you, Joe, for uh, uh, keeping us thank abreast. You, <laughs> thank you, Joe. Have a happy Fourth of July down there. And, and for you, God's uh, sake, be careful. And for God's sake, Joe, be careful and take care of yourself. <laughs> Stay out of the high winds. Oh, no. Don't go to any highly populated areas. Just stay in the hotel that we have you booked in, okay? Yes. It's safe. Stay in the suite. Right. None of that crazy diehard uh, reporting, the, 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 that, that investigative journalism... 
where you're just driven to get the story. Don't do it. Do, you know, don't be a hero, Joe. That's all we ask. That's all we ask, buddy. That's, that's how I do. I know. I know. You can't help yourself. Well, Joe, you'll have more amazing stories for us next week, I'm sure. Okay. If you, if you survive. You guys all right. All right. Bye, Joe. Bye, Joe. Godspeed. Godspeed. So, why'd you kick Joe off? He was the most interesting part of the show. That's Now it's just you and me. He reminds me too much of Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. Yeah, I see that. He's very... He's got that smugness. He does. Uh, Did you want to talk about anything else or just wrap up the show or... Let's uh, leave it up to the audience. Like, uh, if you want to call in right now and just tell us what we should do with the last four minutes, you know, if you want to speak yeah. monkey noises or... Um, wrap it up? Yeah. Oh, well, okay. You can dare us to kiss. Very good. In fact... We still have four minutes. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like... <laughs> You kicked Joe out, and now it's we're just sitting here going, I wish Joe was here. Uh, well, he had to go. He, did he? There were bombs falling everywhere. Oh, that's right. I could hear him in the background. Uh, I think oh, we it's had nice a, to just stretch out and relax. And isn't just it? The two of us again. Yeah. Uh, so much better without three in here. I mean, oh. it, gets, it gets crowded. I'm so glad that we've been doing the past couple shows without half of the people. Sure, I hear you. From the show. Hi, caller. Are you there? Oh, do we have a caller? Yeah. Oh, hey, hey. Final thoughts with reactions I'm from... I'm calling to... Uh, I want to shed some light on... Uh, Amy Schumer? ...issues with Chris Pratt. Oh, Chris Pratt. Okay. I wish you wouldn't. <laughs> so, so, Matlock. Yes. already knows this, but Matlock. Uh-huh, yeah, Conversations we have at home. And, stay at home, so, baby. Give me the skinny. Dish the dirt. Listeners. Oh, God. Okay, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. We were watching an old season of Top Chef uh-huh. the other day. Yeah. And Chris Pratt and Anna Ferris were guests uh-huh. <laughs> on the show. And um, and she was pregnant like a couple years ago. So they probably have a kid now or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> so during the show, Chris Pratt was being like funny and charming and making little jokes. Like it was, it was like the best Top Chef I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, and Steven just was... And Anna Ferris, like, he seemed really sweet. Like, he would give her a hug, and they would look at each other. And, uh-huh. like, it was all very sweet and charming, and he was, like, making people laugh. And then, like, Steven looked over, and he was just like, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't stand to be around this guy. <laughs> <laughs> true. Like, You're like, what? <laughs> Where did that come from? He seems he like a very caring... Like, like, why? Because he brings, like, light and joy and happiness. <laughs> <laughs> why? Because he's a good human being? <laughs> I can't stand people. Yeah. But that's exactly the attitude I'm talking about. I mean, she looked at me as if I said, like, you know, that Jesus guy is really... <laughs> he's just really getting on my nerves. <laughs> it's like, dude, come on. Wow. It was, it was- Mellow. Like anyone can go on Hulu and just rewatch that episode. He literally he just, is like, like Chris Pratt was being lovely. Whatever. And he made this. Funny Love you, honey. Thanks for having me on the show. Food. All right, it's been great. Have a good day. God, I'm just seething with rage at that guy. Hey, how smug. Yeah. I was thinking. Smug and gratuitous. I thinking, <laughs> you were thinking what? Yeah. Well, I just. Before Steven said anything about Chris Pratt, because I had no idea he had a Chris Pratt thing, like, I had no idea. I was thinking, like, I was thinking, like, oh, 
He reminds me of Steven. Like, I, was thinking, but <laughs> I know. He's so everybody. sweet. Wow. You only hate in others what you hate in yourself, eh, and Steven? We end the show, and we end the show on a note of irony. <laughs> uh, Leela, the Leela Cugini, uh, local comedian and a girlfriend signing extraordinaire. Signing out. <laughs> signing out. Foreign correspondent. Foreign correspondent, Leela Cugini. Thank you so much for calling, right. baby. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye, Leela. Thanks. So that was our show. Uh, I'm kind of cutting in and out. I don't know. Why. Oh, there we are. Uh, we are Opposing Media. You can catch us at opposingmedia.com uh, if you want to listen to old uh, podcasts. Uh, this is KWTF 88.1 FM, Bodega Bay, KWTF.net, uh, supported by Stanmore Music Center and a grant from the Redwood Justice Fund. Remember, set up a do- monthly donation or sign up to volunteer at KWTF.net. I was Stephen Thomas. With me tonight was the... Chris Pratt. Shut up. <laughs> the, the Matlock Zumsteg. The commanding named which, Matlock Zumsteg. Thank you, Matlock, so much for being here. Thank you guys for listening to us. And I think we'll be back. I won't be here because I'm doing a comedy show at Redwood Cafe, but you guys will be here next Friday, yes? We possibly. We look forward to the possibility. <laughs> Good night. Good night, ladies and Good night. people. Good night.